welcome to Becoming Whole podcast. I am your host, Claire Bradshaw, a life coach and a yoga and meditation teacher. Join me as I explore with my guests what it means to live a life of wholeness and connectedness, a life where all parts of ourselves, our body, mind and spirit come together into alignment, where we're truly living into our own personal values and the fullest expression of who we are. So if you're a seeker, a feeler and someone wanting more from your precious life, then tune in every fortnight and let's grow together. Hello and welcome to episode number 42 of Becoming Whole podcast with Claire. Can you believe it? I've been doing this podcast now for two years. It's amazing. I'm um, so happy for how this podcast has evolved over time. And um, thank you so much if you've been listening since I started two years ago. I just want to say thank you so much. Um, It's an absolute joy to know that people are listening to this podcast and that they're getting some value from it because that's you know, really, that's why I'm doing it. Um, I love to have these conversations and I love to share the um, conversations that I have with my guests with all of you. Um, if you do like the podcast and you have been getting some value from it, then I'd be so grateful if you could provide a little review, a five-star review would be amazing on um, on iTunes. Um, because by doing that, it means that um, more people are able to find the podcast and then we're able to share some of these messages with more people. So thank you so much for your support. Before we go into the podcast today, I wanted to let you know a little bit about a new coaching program that I am launching. It's called Whole. Hmm, I wonder where I got that name from, hey? So it's a four-month supported holistic coaching program that supports you step-by-step into embracing your whole self, where you'll feel more in flow with your life. You'll feel more energized, vibrant, connected, and present. And you'll have more clarity about where you're going and where you're heading. And this is all about empowering you to step into the life that you know is possible and embrace the full person that you are. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a little while, you'll know that, um, you know, we talk a lot about this type of stuff on the podcast. Okay, so the course is split into eight modules, starting with your sacred morning. So starting up a morning routine. Uh, We'll be talking about things to do with slowing down and creating space. Because as you start to take on this journey, you need to ensure that you've got a little bit of space in order to dedicate the time to yourself. We'll talk about nourishing your nervous system and why that's so important and taking good care of yourself, talking about and looking at the differences between self-care and self-love. We'll also be touching on mindfulness and mindset around living with purpose. We'll be looking at personal values and um, finishing off with self-coaching and resilience see, a big mission of mine is to help empower others with the tools, the know-how, the understanding of self, the connection to self, so that once we finish the program together, you're in a really good position to really provide that self-support. So if that interests you, I'll put the link in the notes below and you can have a look at the program, what's involved and how the modules split out. And there'll be two options. One will be working one-to-me over the four-month period, so getting that dedicated support one-to-one, or applying for the four-month coaching group program. 
and that will be quite a small group and um, but of course working in a group environment it brings the cost down so if you're interested in either of those options just click on the link and I cannot wait to talk with you So the episode today, oh my God, guys, you are going to absolutely love this, particularly if you're a yogi or if you're someone who has a big mission um, in the world and um, and someone who may be going on a bit of a self-healing journey and is starting to, you know, experience some of the things that come up as you start to step into your dreams. So today I'm talking with Victoria Bauman, who is a breathwork facilitator and a leadership coach on a mission to redefine success and awakening for this new era. She is a sought-after support for conscious entrepreneurs, bringing an on-point mix of strategy, intuitive wisdom, and irresistible integrity to her work. Aside from her private coaching practice, practice and her online courses, Victoria also leads global breathwork workshops and is a co-founder of the O2 Awakening and she's based in Bali working with her clients worldwide. We have such a beautiful honest conversation that I know you are absolutely going to love. So let's go straight to the episode now. Hi Victoria, so great to have you on the show. Hi Claire, thank you so much for having me. Lovely. So um, I've been following you on Instagram for a little while and I've heard about the brilliant things that you are doing with your O2 Awakening and breath work. And also um, you're a go-to coach for humans on a mission. So I would love to hear more about what you're doing with your coaching and then we can delve into the breath work a bit later. Mm. So yes, I work with humans on a mission. So humans on a mission is anybody that feels like they're here for more. They have that tug inside of them. They want to live life fully. They want to go deep into their own personal growth. And they they also want to make a difference in the world. So mostly this looks like conscious entrepreneurs, but it's also um, activists, creatives, artists, anybody that has that tug in them to try and make the world a better place through what they're doing. And I coach these clients on two different levels. One of them is at a level of kind of strategy, but not typical business strategy. It's soul aligned strategy. So it's saying, hey, your soul came here for a reason. Every soul has a different blueprint that they chose for this lifetime. What is that soul mission for you? And what is that going to look like in your business? So I work with them on that so that everything that they're doing in their business isn't just quote unquote business strategy. It's actually helping them fulfill their soul mission. Amazing. Amazing. So not only, you know, are they doing great work in the world, but also they're fulfilling deeply within themselves as well. Exactly. And then to get to that. So that's one part of it. Cause then it's like, all right, great. This is my soul mission. Mm. I've connected into that. This is what I'm going to be doing in my business. But then that when we get clear on that, it calls upon us to step up into ourselves because part of our soul missions, isn't just what we're doing in our business. It's like becoming who we're here to be. Mm. So with my clients, I also work with them in that letting go of stuff from the past, letting go of any small mindedness and going on deep journeys within themselves so that they can be who they're here to be. So that's the work that I do with my, my epic clients, humans on a mission. 
so amazing because something that um you know i've really noticed is going on the path of kind of connecting deep within and then starting to bring that work out into the world that there's some stuff that happens in between <laughs> because you know you make it feel and connect into that place within yourself of like hey i'm really sure of what it is that i want to do in the world but then as you start to put yourself out there some of your own stuff can come up and I definitely have experienced that myself. And is that what you really help people through as well on their journeys? That's exactly it. Mm. Because the journey of being on our businesses is actually like the pathway of our quote unquote awakening. You know, as you and I have both experienced when we um, launch a new offering, it like takes us into the depth of ourselves and <laughs> our past wounds and pain and self-doubt. And like on the other side of that product launch, we're actually a new person in our consciousness. And there's so many parallels and so many people don't realize that. They just think, well, all right, I've got this like conscious business plan now. I should just be able to crush it. Why am I feeling self-doubt? Why am I feeling all these feelings? And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, this is, this is the journey. This is yeah. the journey. So true. So true. And, um, you know, I think it's brilliant that you're doing this because when I started out on my business, I initially I was doing it on my own and then realized I really needed support. And because mm -hmm. to do some of this stuff on your own can be quite full on. <laughs> and, yes. um, you know, so to have the support of, um, you know, a community, but then also one-to-one -one support as well can be really, really helpful. Um, so, so talk to me about like what started you on this journey. Um, so what are some, I suppose, key things that have happened in your life to bring you into the position where you are today, working as a coach and doing what you're doing? Mm. So I, I'm Canadian and I grew up in Haiti as the daughter of two humanitarian workers and was exposed to a lot of injustice from a very young age and just had this tug inside of me of like, this is not okay. And I'm going to dedicate my career to trying to make the world a better place. And what that first looked like for me was studying community development and politics. And I went into a career around that in corporate philanthropy and community development. And in the first few years of that career, I started to realize that there was a lot of um, politics involved in that. And, you know, we would hit these goals and have these big things happen. And I would look at the world around me and I'd be like, I don't actually think this is changing anything. And I don't want to speak poorly of, of all nonprofits and all philanthropy because there's a lot of awesome stuff happening. But there's also a lot of just like politics and business taking place in a very unconscious way. So I on the side started seeing this movement online. It was like, it was before Instagram was big, it was more bloggers and it was people that were going deep into their own healing journeys. And through that, um, starting businesses that were trying to make the world a better place. And so I studied coaching and I was like, all right, if there's too much politics involved in kind of the big change the world stuff, I wanna go deep into individuals. Who are these individual change makers that from the depth of their being have a calling to make the world a better place? Who are they and how can I support them to their fullest potential? Mm -hmm. So I studied coaching and I started coaching these individuals while also, of course, going on my own deep healing journey into myself. And 
through this just absolutely fell in love with individual humans on a mission and the work that they're doing and really started realizing how deeply it's connected to individual souls and what they're here to do. So that's how I came into my, my coaching business as it is now. And then I discovered breath work, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> mm, wow. Okay. So um, let's break this down a little bit. So it sounds like to kind of be doing the work that you're doing in the world now, it's been quite organic, would you say? Absolutely organic. Mm. Very, very organic. <laughs> very yeah. in flow. Yeah, because a lot of people talk about, you know, um, and I know a lot of clients when, you know, I'm working with them, they're talking about, I want to have more purpose in my life, you know, what is my purpose? And um, I think that we can get really, really stuck on that. And of course, there's some certain things that we can start to do and explore. Um, But what are the types of things that um, you kind of offer to clients if they're also sort of feeling into some of this um you know are there Mm. specific you know things that they can do or do you find that it's more through their own kind of um processing some stuff that's happened in their own life that then things naturally evolve from that place Mm, such a great question i'm so glad you brought that up because what you just said there before around like people just being like okay i want to find my purpose and i want to go all in on it that's exactly how I felt when I was working in that corporate philanthropy job. I was like, I was like, Oh, this just isn't it. Like what's my purpose. And I wanted it to just drop in out of the sky. And when people maybe see me now, they might assume that it did just drop out of the sky. And I was like, Oh my God, that's my purpose. Wonderful. Now I'll just do this. Um, So I'm glad that you kind of highlighted that because it wasn't like that at all. It was very much, you know, I was in that corporate philanthropy job. I thought I would probably get my master's in human rights, something very prestigious. Um, and then this coaching was tugging at me and I felt very embarrassed about it. Cause I was like, really Victoria, you're on the path to become some prestigious, I don't know, maybe like a human rights lawyer and you're going to study friggin' life coaching. Mm-hmm. I was like, get real. That is not what you need to be doing. And I had that reflected back, you know, my partner, my friends were like, I don't think that's the right path. And I was very like ashamed of it. I fully studied coaching in the closet, didn't let anybody know. And then when I um, met other coaches on my graduation day, I had to fly over to Australia to graduate. And we were all so excited about the work that we were doing. And we, that was the first group of like-minded people that I have found that were like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this and like spirituality and making changes in the world from a very organic place. I was like, oh my God, this actually does feel like the right path. And so I quit my corporate philanthropy job and went full into coaching, but still it was a leap. Like I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be a life coach, like really Victoria. Mm -hmm. And then I went into that. So What I'm saying is that I very blindly started studying life coaching, just being like, I guess this kind of feels right. I have no idea where it's going to lead, but it feels right for now. And then from studying coaching, I was like, okay, it's not life coaching. It's like leadership coaching for humans on a mission. And that clarity dropped in. And then from there, even more clarity has dropped in to be in this place where I am in my work now, where I have a lot of clarity around what I'm doing. Um, Things are really moving. So for anybody listening that's like, 
I want to find my purpose and it's not dropping out of the sky. I want to say it's not meant to drop out of the sky all at once. We just get the next bit of clarity that we're ready for and then just step into that fully. Just embrace that next little nudge that's in front front of you and then go from there because if when I was in corporate philanthropy it had dropped into the sky like Victoria you're going to be a breathwork facilitator and leadership coach that's traveling around the world and you're going to have a big presence in social media I would have panicked mm. and like been like nope that is not for me and kept doing what I'm doing so we're just meant to get the next little bit of clarity, go full on into that. Once we've gone full on into that, the next bit of clarity will come. And that's all we have to do to quote unquote, live our purpose. Yeah. Oh, that's so brilliant, Victoria. And that's so true because I think we can get so caught up in the mind of trying to work out with the logical mind, what our purpose is. Yes. And be looking outside of ourselves for the answer based on what the the jobs or, you know, career choices are out there mm -hmm. rather than actually, as you said, following. And Elizabeth Gilbert says this, and it's really, really resonated with me. And I share this with a lot of clients as well is follow your curiosity. Mm -hmm. you know like yeah. follow and I mean Joseph Campbell said you know follow your bliss and um, I really like follow your curiosity because it's kind of like that thing that just makes you curious makes you question things and it connects that really deep part of self and then go on yes. that journey and see where that takes you <laughs> oh my goodness yes yes I love that and it's it's not from a high pressure place of like, this needs to be a linear upward trajectory of you quit your job, you start your conscious business and you know exactly what you're doing, you know what your messaging is and you just you take off from there. Like it doesn't have to be that. It yeah. can so be like messy and trying something and then it doesn't work and then trying something else and it really feels right. I love, I love the permission that follow your curiosity gives us. Yeah, totally. It feels um, expansive, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it so does. And I was just talking to a friend the other day where we were talking about wanting to start creating videos, um, mm -hmm. you know, just like YouTube videos and, and online content, just about stuff that is calling to us, but we're like, it doesn't quite make sense yet. We're like, from a quote unquote marketing perspective or business perspective, it doesn't make sense, but it's just mm. tugging at us. And we're like, we're like, we're like, can we be at that point where we allow ourselves to create that and just see where it goes? And we both looked at each other and we're like, yep. So I'm, I'm still following that curiosity to see what's next for me. And I have no idea what it's going to be. Yeah, totally. And I think there's a, another component to this is um, then trusting in that. Mm -hmm. um, because what's you, your relationship relationship to trust or like uh, what has oh it been all over your journey it's been a is it it has been and it still is a huge journey um for mm -hmm. sure because it's constantly working with the the mind um because you know, depending on the day, you know, some days I wake up and I feel really trusting and I feel really on purpose and really connected. And other days I wake up and I feel like in a place of doubt or, you know, the mind's getting involved going, who are you kidding? Or some old yes. stories are coming up and, you know, and, and 
But what I have found has really helped me is understanding how the mind works more. Mm -hmm. So I teach meditation and I do a lot of mindfulness practice. And that's really helped because then I'm able to better identify, ah, that's just an old pattern of thinking. It's not true. And so then I can identify it. And as long as I don't identify with that thought, then I can come back to, okay, what is it that, you know, feels true and trusting Mm -hmm. in that. And then I come back to my heart, (laughs) but sometimes, sometimes I need to do a bit of work with myself and a bit of compassion to come back to that place. And, and, you know, it's definitely work in progress. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, same for me. Definitely a work in progress. And Mm. I love how you share with your clients, how the mind works. Um, And one thing that, I learned quite early in this kind of conscious business journey, just doing what I'm doing now is it's exactly what you said. It's sometimes those thoughts are just old patterns coming up to be healed. Mm. And what really helped me was knowing that sometimes they get loudest when we're on the brink of letting them go and we're on the brink Mm. of a breakthrough. So if we're about to make a big move and do something we've never done before in our work, that self doubt and those fears can be louder than they've ever been before. And when that happens for my clients, they think, Oh my goodness, this must mean that this is wrong. That this is not the right move. This must mean that I actually can't handle it and I'm not cut out for this. So I should just cancel. And I'm like, no, this means that those fears and those stories are just coming up to be healed so that that loop can, can finish and that you can step into this next level of being for yourself. And when I learned that, oh, it changed everything. Because now when the voices get loud, I kind of have a little giggle. I'm like, oh, hey, little fears, you just want to be loved. You're ready to go. Yeah. Ah, that's brilliant, Victoria. That is so interesting. Yeah. Because for sure, like, you know, when the voice gets louder and louder, yeah, you may start to doubt, um, you know, that, oh, maybe this isn't the right decision. And, and that's why, you know, coaching and um, having support and such helps so much because it helps you to realize that one, you're not alone in thinking like this. And two, people can help you move through this um, and notice your own patterns because sometimes it's really hard to notice what's going on within ourselves. And we need to have that mirror back to us. Um, totally and I used to be so hard on myself being like Victoria you should be at like a Jedi level now where you can recognize the thoughts and and let them go like you shouldn't need somebody else and that was just my my hard-headed ego and and it's gone now and it's exactly as you said like we're not meant to always do it on our own we're meant to receive support and be able to tell other people that our fears are coming up and have them hold our hands and be like I see you you've got this it's such a beautiful it it just makes the journey so much more beautiful doesn't it when when we're not alone on it for sure for sure and there's something really and I'm I'd love to hear your thoughts about um, whether you've experienced this, but each time I reach a point where, you know, the, that fear is coming up, which fear is just really a protection mechanism, you know, like that exactly. fear of taking the next step. It's just like, Oh, do I feel safe? And then I take that step. Then there's something super freeing about that. Mm. There's like a new feeling in the body. Mm-hmm. What is that for you when you experience that? What is that new feeling in the body? Well, it feels freer. It feels more spacious and more of a feeling of like, ah, I did that thing 
and I've released that fear that was stopping me from moving through to the next level. And wow, if I can do that, then what else is possible? Mm, I love that. That just gave me a little like shake in my body. It's so true. And that's one of the most beautiful things about this path, isn't it? Is that we get to expand. There's that expansiveness. And it's so funny for me and for myself and, and my clients, how exactly what you're just describing, you know, we're, we're, we're on the brink of something, we're doing something new and the fear is there and it's so real and it's almost debilitating. Yeah. And then if we just take that extra bit of trust and, and step into it, then out the other side, we actually feel freedom. And the funniest thing is that it actually becomes normal so quickly. That thing that we were so afraid of just yeah. becomes our norm. Yeah. So true. So true. Oh. Like I, I used to, I remember on social media when um, Instagram stories came in and mm. I was like terrified to show my face on stories. I was like, Oh my gosh, it's so vulnerable. Mm. What am I going to say? What, how am I going to look? And so I would just do like a quick little like pan over, but I wouldn't say anything. Mm. And then that became normal. And then I would do a little bit more and that became normal. And then I did my first like Instagram live and that became normal. And now I'm in a place where it's like, you can just put a camera in front of me, put anything in front of me and I will just speak from my heart and I'm totally comfortable. And it was only a couple years ago that I was terrified to show my face on the camera. And so it's just, it's funny how, how quickly things become, can become normal for us. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it, there's such a, an amazing feeling when you then look back and then you can see how far you have come and how you have really evolved yeah. and how you've yeah. stepped up. Yeah. It is beautiful. And I, yeah, I, I sometimes wish that people and my clients that meet me now could see me like four years ago. I wish they could just have like a quick, a quick chat with her and just see like how shy I was and how unsure of life I was because I want people to know anything is possible for anybody. It doesn't matter where you're at right now in, in yourself, how afraid you might be, how unsure of yourself. It doesn't matter what other people are saying about you. Mm. It's, it's all possible for you. Yep. 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 Oh, yeah. so good. So I would love to talk um, then about when you're coaching clients, what are the key things that you're noticing are coming up just in general? So we're talking a bit, a bit about fear and stepping into the thing that's really calling you. What are the key things that people are being held back um, with, in, with regards to fear? Mm. The main thing I feel is that people see themselves as little old me. Mm. and they don't see themselves in their full like glory as who they actually are they have this story in their mind that and they're judging themselves and this is very often based on things people said to them when they were younger um you know even little things like when we're in school and high school and people make little comments about us like we hold on to that and we see ourselves as these these small selves when really, when I see my clients, I'm like, if you would just let go of that story in your mind, mm. then you could simply, you could very easily just be everything that you want to be. So that's one of the main things that I, I see in my clients is these, 
these stories that they're telling themselves and, and judgments from the past where they're not just letting themselves be who they want to be. Mm, yeah. Oh, so good. Mm. Um, and so then, and so then you, do you sort of unravel all of that in terms of the uh, previous, you know, belief systems and things like that to then kind of realize that, oh, that is a belief system. It doesn't need to be true unless I choose to believe it. That's exactly it. And sometimes I'll actually go into some deeper healing with them. We can go into some childhood stuff, see, see what little fear is on loop there and then help them heal that. And it's, it's pretty incredible. Um, sometimes once we dissolve something, it's just, it can just be gone. Like when we really address a fear um, or something from the past, it can, it can really just dissolve from our lives. And then other times it's not that way. Other times it's just a really slow beautiful unraveling where you feel the fear and you do it anyway and then you feel a little bit less afraid and then you feel the fear again and you do it anyway and yes it's it, it is definitely an unraveling but that's one of the main things that comes up and another one is trusting ourselves as you were saying before I sit in front of a new client and they tell me this idea that they have or, you know, a way that they see the world or something that they want to do. You know, I want to start this podcast or I want to paint paintings like this. or I want to, you know, hold this space or create this business. And I just look at them and I'm like, Oh my goodness, that is incredible. Like mm. the world needs that. It would be so amazing to have that in the world. And then they're like, yeah, but I don't know about this. I don't know about that. And we're humans on a mission, you and I, and everybody listening. And part of our blueprint here is to create things in a new way, to do things in a way they haven't been done before. Mm. You know, you have this beautiful podcast where you're talking about really deep stuff. That's definitely not the norm. Mm. Um, and so in creating things in a new way and doing new things, we are going to need to validate and affirm ourselves a lot because most of society around us isn't going to be able to do that. So that's another main thing that I work on with my clients is just validating the crap out of them and helping them validate themselves yeah. so that they can create things, even if their family and old friends are making fun of them. Oh, that's, yeah, that's so true. Um, I definitely fell into that when, um, when I started out and didn't realize that that would be part of the journey, which was, you know, as you step out to follow, um, you know, a soul's calling, what can happen, and this is what happened to me, is that, yeah, the judgments start popping up and um, yeah. when I kind of unraveled it, yeah, there was judgment over what will my parents think? What will yeah. my school friends think? What will my previous work colleagues think, you know? And so, yes. um, that was holding me back. And then I started to notice that I was also judging myself as well. I was yes. judging, you know, how I spoke or, you know, how I looked or what I was saying or so many things. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, and that for a period of time was really, really holding me back. I'm not saying mm -hmm. it's completely resolved either. It's still yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's oh, and it's funny because it's like those judgments can be real. Like people can actually hardcore be judging us. It's not like oh, that's just in your head. Everybody thinks yeah. what you're doing is great. It's mm -hmm. like 
No, it's like I've gotten messages from family members that is like, we were worried about you because this path that you're taking, like, are you mentally stable? Or yeah. messages from like people I went to university with that are like, oh, you think you're some big um, social media personnel? Like, who do you think you are? Like, those judgments are, are real. And it's so important, as you were describing, for us to one recognize how that judgment might also be in ourselves and so mm -hmm. it's like wow not only are am i judging me but it's being reflected in the outside world and that's when we can really collapse on ourselves if we don't mm -hmm. support ourselves um but what i found most helpful there is to always just recognize um that somebody else's judgment is coming from their experience of life and it doesn't need to define me exactly exactly and there's a certain compassion that comes through when you yeah. see things in that way do you find so like um, my husband is an artist and, um, mm -hmm. and so he's been, he's been full-time artist whilst I've been full-time on my business and we like literally a month apart. So it's been interesting because there hasn't been any like stable income. Mm -hmm. So it's been an interesting journey that the two of us have gone on. And, mm -hmm. um, and you know, and one of the things that's come up is that not everyone's going to like what you do. And some people are going to criticize you and openly criticize you, whether it be on social media or, you know, to your face or to another family member or friend. And it can hurt. It can really mm -hmm. hurt, particularly when you're following something that's so close to your heart. Mm -hmm. um, but it feels, and this is what I've been kind of pondering recently, is that what an incredible opportunity for one healing ourselves and building more compassion for others and realizing like you just said is that actually for someone else to judge and to be cruel um then that must be coming from pain within themselves yes oh i love how you put that because it's not just about blocking them out and being like you don't define me get out of my life good vibes only it's like there is a, a compassion that can come with it around, yeah. as you said, understanding the pain that the other person is in. And I also just want to say kudos to you and your partner for going full in each of you on your dreams. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's definitely not what convention would tell you to do. And I remember when I went full in like this, it was like, people would say such silly things. Like, what about your pension? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. what, like, I'm, I'm like, really? Like, that's what you're worried about? Um, but but those are very conventional fears. And so kudos to, to both of you for going full in. And yeah. oh, people are going to judge. And, yeah. and it's okay. Totally. And, <laughs> and it will be painful. It will be very yeah. painful at first. Yeah, for sure. And something that I've been feeling into recently as well is like, okay, well, with more criticism and with more judgment, you know, when I receive it, you know, it's not really if I receive it, it's going to happen. So just being okay, <laughs> okay it's going to happen. If I want to step up more and more, it's going to happen more and more. It's just the nature of how things work. Then, yeah. um, then how can I build more value within myself? So for myself, so giving that love and compassion back to self, feeling whole within so that those things, when they come, they just bounce off me. They don't define who I am. Yes. Oh, I love that. And what, what are some of your tools that you use to do that? Because I've got my tools, but I'm sure if like five years ago, I was hearing you say that I'd be like, Oh my goodness, how do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, meditation, meditation practice yeah. has really, really helped me. Um, yeah. I actually do spend a bit of time with my heart. <laughs> mm. um, so like, you know, just li literally 
sitting and breathing into my heart um, yes. has helped a lot and you know gratitude has helped and um, I say something quite regularly to myself and it's something from um, it's an affirmation from Louise Hay where um, it's you know I wholly and completely love and accept myself mm. and, um, but it's not just the words I really truly feel it within myself and um, if there's something that comes up and you know initially when I first started that I used to get oh but and then the other voice would come through <laughs> you know and um, mm-hmm. and so I had to process some of that and so that was through you know um, journaling through speaking to coaches support um, breath work different things to kind of process through some of that uh, you know negative thinking um, that was uh, the, essentially essentially some of the shadow stuff that was preventing me from really feeling into that sense of wholeness. Mm, so beautiful. I, I did um, Louise Hayes, the 30 days of mirror work. I did that a little while ago. And uh, it was exactly as you described, just saying that to myself and then feeling the, but this and feeling all of those mm. um, voices come up. And then that just takes us deeper into it, doesn't it? It's like, wow, here's, here's another self-judgment, here's another shadow. And I love how you describe there, Claire, just how much you just sit with yourself, yeah. just being with yourself and your heart and, and how you're feeling. That's definitely something that's taken me a while to learn to do and which is so healing in itself because we don't avoid how we're feeling. We, we sit with ourselves and, and help ourselves move through it. Exactly, exactly. But as you said, it doesn't happen immediately. Mm-hmm. Particularly if you're, um, you know, you're quite like a busy person, type A, you're constantly doing and you've not created any space in your life. Then to go from, you know, being in that position to then kind of being told, oh, now, you know, sit for, 10 minutes and feel your heart it can sound a little bit like why are you crazy i don't have time for that and um, totally <laughs> it's a bit of a process to kind of get to that point for sure totally and i was that type a overdrive person mm-hmm. and not only would i've been like really i don't have time for that if i was like okay victoria today we're going to do it i would sit down and i would feel kind of jittery in myself mm-hmm. and i wouldn't be able to focus because my brain was just on overdrive every day. So it definitely is, can take time to get into that place where we can sit with ourselves. Yeah. And we can just start where we're at, can't we? Like mm. we can just meet ourselves where, at, where we're at. If it's, you know, even with breath work, which is something I practice and teach, um, sometimes a person will come to me and they, they're like, oh, should I start doing some elaborate breathing routine every day? And I'm like, honestly, mm. start your day by taking 10 deep breaths every morning yeah because that's what's available to you right now see what that brings you and then we'll go from there and we can just meet ourselves where we're at yeah that's so true it's like taking just one simple step and then once that feels embodied then taking another simple step 
and then you know as the time goes by you'll reflect and see how far you've come but not to kind of get overwhelmed with having to do a gazillion practices when you know you're just fighting within yourself um because yes. that's because that, you're not going to keep going with something like that most likely exactly yeah. and then we'll likely feel bad about ourselves yeah. because we didn't keep going and then we're just re-traumatizing our self-doubt yes. <laughs> and not so moving true. forward <laughs> yeah so true so what did you do like when you said that you were kind of like very much in that type a space of you know doing all of the things how did you begin to kind of slow down and begin to listen what was it that kind of got you fully into that journey Mm, there have been so many things that have helped me and I would stick with something until it got me to a place and then I would kind of outgrow that thing and then move on to the next thing so there isn't one singular thing Mm. um when I was first like in my corporate job and was in that type a and on overdrive and like oh my goodness there's no way I could become a life coach that's so embarrassing when I was in that space I started practicing Ashtanga yoga for six days a week and had a teacher that was very like involved in my well-being and so for two years um, six days a week I would go and show up on the mat 5 a.m. and do that full practice and it was a way of like forcing myself to slow down and just be honest with myself and be like Victoria you are unhappy in your current job you are unhappy in your current relationship you have bigger dreams for your life you want to become a coach just that basic self-honesty that if I didn't have that yoga at the time I would be shoving down and just being like oh we're too busy to think about this so for those two years that's what's what helped me transition into becoming a coach and really embracing that life and then in the past few years it's it's been breath work um, because i had many tools before i had yoga um i was really into Eckhart Tolle so being aware of my thoughts and being mm-hmm. present um, at the same time i hadn't fully healed a lot of my childhood wounding which mm-hmm. was still running on programs at a subconscious level so when I found breath work, it's when I was actually able to go deeper into myself and be like, oh my goodness, you're still traumatized from your dad leaving when you were younger. So you don't actually trust yourself to just be the full woman that you are because you think it's not safe. And so you're not showing up on social media, like really not understanding how I hadn't moved through stuff from my past and and breath work helped me do that. Mm, great so let's so that's a brilliant segue to talking about breath work so mm-hmm. um did was it recommended to you or did you just fall into kind of like going to a session once and then you had a big shift what what kind of led you to there mm-hmm. so my two um close friends Helen and Lucas were here in Bali we're all we all decided to move here we're like now we're Ooh. coaches let's move to Bali so we moved to Bali and um I was going out with friends dancing and they're like, oh, we're not going to come dancing tonight. We're going to go to this breathing workshop. And they're like, we think we're going to learn how to breathe better. And I was like, okay, whatever. I already know how to breathe. I'm going out dancing. And I met up with them for lunch the next day and they were like, oh my goodness, that was so much more than we thought it was going to be. It like, we did connected breathing for an hour straight. It took us into altered states where we were healing stuff from our childhood and I was just looking at them wide-eyed and I could just see like that their whole energy had shifted and I was like what is this thing I need to try it so the next week I went to one tried it my mind was blown and 
I started practicing every week for months because I just never experienced something that got straight to the point so much in my own healing. And over the course of those few months, my, my business changed. Like I just started saying what I wanted to say online. And so then suddenly my coaching was booked out and I was getting opportunities. And I was just feeling so much better in myself. So my whole life shifted rapidly. And then Hella and Lucas and I studied um, to become practitioners. And then we were like, this needs to be in the hands of as many people as possible. So we formed the Ocho Awakening and now we take breath work around the world. Oh, wow, so amazing. And so um, can you talk a little bit more about the breath work, what it is? Because I'm sure there are some people on this um, who are listening to this podcast who are like, what is breath work? Is it just like sitting there and breathing? And <laughs> yeah. a lot of people can also get a little bit confused with um, pranayama, which, yes. you know, within yoga and what the difference is there. So, yeah. Yes, I would love to. Um, great reminder. Because that's definitely when I first heard about it, I was like, what's breath work? So yeah. the breath work that we practice is conscious connected breathing. Um, so you breathe in and out through your mouth in a circular way with no pause for at least an hour in one session. You do this laying down. And what you're doing by breathing in that way is fully oxygenating your body. Studies show that we breathe at about a 33% of our lung capacity. So on a daily basis, the average human is significantly under oxygenated. And so when we oxygenate ourselves in this way, many different things happen that take us into altered states and allow for deep healing. So one thing that's happening is that our limbic brain our emotional brain is being stimulated with all of this oxygen so we can release suppressed emotions uh, and that's also the center of our brain where our memories are stored so very often in a breathwork session people will go back into past memories from their childhood and actually heal things in a very um, visceral and embodied way so the limbic brain is being stimulated. Um, new studies are showing that DMT can actually be released in our own brain. So that's the spirit molecule. Mm. And so we can have very spiritual, very cosmic experiences where we're connecting with our guides and our higher selves. And at a physical level, the lungs detoxify our blood so when we're oxygenating in this way we're actually clearing out our system and it's also working at the level of our nervous system so any trauma that we've had in our nervous system can be released and sometimes in sessions people are in full body um, tremors because their nervous system is releasing trauma so all and i could go on um, but all of these different things are happening at a spiritual level at a mental level and at a spirit and at a, an emotional level so that every time you lay down for a breathwork session it's an entire journey and an entire adventure where you're not sure what's going to happen but it's going to be deep and it's going to be full-on and healing wow and so for yourself like how many sessions do you think you've done personally now Oh my goodness. That's, I've never thought about that. It must be hundreds by now. Um, and literally everyone is completely different. Wow. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the first few sessions were, um, it was cause sometimes you can just get full on mental clarity with that level of oxygenation. So my first few sessions I was seeing 
myself as this like fully confident embodied Victoria and seeing like what my dreams were and what I wanted to do. And then I just saw so clearly how I was playing small and I just started laughing. Mm -hmm. And so I left that session more in touch with like just my confidence. So that was the first few sessions. And then I had sessions that were deeply releasing around trauma, like from my childhood um, environmental trauma and that kind of stuff. And now my sessions very often are deeply spiritual, deeply connecting into my spiritual self and um, receiving guidance at a very high level of like what I'm here to do on earth. So it's, it's really cool how different every session is. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's amazing. I've done um, breath work a few times, a few different kind mm -hmm. of techniques. Um, and the first session that I had, I had intent, I had quite a lot of pain within my body. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had, um, I can't remember what it's called where, you know, you get technique. Yes. We call it T-Rex hands because the, yeah. the hands kind of go up into T-Rex form. Yeah. What's that all about? <laughs> Great question. And I'm sorry that you had to experience that in your, your first journey. I, I hope somebody warned you about it. Um, it's completely safe, but it can feel uncomfortable. And yeah. there are a few different things happening. One is at a, the main thing that we teach in our breath work is at a mind body level, our body sends us messages. And so our body can be showing us tangibly and physically where we're still deeply holding on to something mm -hmm. and where our body is full on in control, holding on tense mode. Mm. And so through breathing, we can connect into our body and ask like, what am I ready to let go of? And then the hands can open and you can come back to fluidity. So wow. I'll, that's the main thing happening at a nervous system level. There's also a lot happening. Um, but yeah, so that was your, your first yeah. breathwork experience. Yeah. Cause it felt like, um, my body had completely gone into like fight or flight major, you know, and yeah. that's something yeah. that, you know, throughout my life, you know, has um, been something that I've been working with a lot to do with the nervous system. And that's one of the reasons why I work with a lot of clients as well around like how to manage stress. Mm -hmm. And because it's been a big part of my journey. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, I had that experience and, you know, I had, my mind wasn't happy because it was like, what's happening to me? Because yes. I had a little bit of a freak out on top of the yes. physical sensation. Um, and I called over the teacher and the teacher put his hand on my forehead and he said, let go. Mm. and um I saw two parts of myself right there and then I saw the part of me my mind that was like what's he talking about let go <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw the other side which felt like my higher self my soul my body and it said we know what to do mm. and then my whole body from the the lowest point within my body, I just felt the tears, the sadness, just, yes. it, it was like an eruption of crying. Yes. I've never had such deep crying before. Um, but yeah, it was, yeah, it was really, really full body crying. Um, mm. And yeah, like you said, it's just like, it felt like an incomplete release. And then after yes. that, I, all of those sensations, the pain, the, um, the complete paralyzed feeling, it all just, left and then a feeling of <laughs> utter peace and serenity came through um it was mm. magical um and that was my mm. first experience and the second experience wow. um i felt similar um sensations like like i got the technique again but not to the same extent not the pain 
But then the next time um, the sensation came to my throat and mm-hmm. I kept opening my mouth, kind of coughing a little bit. I was like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. this, because I couldn't release some energy there. And then, um, and then I just connected back to like, okay, let go. What does that mean? Mm. My body knew and I started singing. <laughs> yes. Ooh. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Oh, I, I just have the biggest smile on my face listening to you describe those experiences because I just love witnessing people in the journey, you know, mm. being in the tightness and like, why is this happening? And then moving mm. through it and coming out the other side. There's very few things in the world that bring me that joy to witness that so that was awesome that you described that and yeah I've I've definitely had the eruption of emotion as well I think it was maybe four or five breathwork sessions and I was just I hadn't cried in like a decade because I was a quote-unquote strong woman and I just had this eruption I was just you know bawling my eyes out and snot everywhere um and it, it happens to a lot of people because we just were not taught how to process our emotions as mm-hmm. children. Yeah. We were taught that anger is bad, sadness is weak, happiness makes people uncomfortable, just hold it all in. And so that's very common in breathwork sessions where we finally are given permission to just let go. And on the other side of that, as you said, can often be just serenity. Yeah, oh, that's so true, you know, um, but yeah, and those same patterns from childhood can come into, you know, adulthood where it's like, we're not feeling our emotions and, you know, we feel like, no, you know, oh, it's weak to feel or it's weak to cry or, you know, pull yourself together. You know, some of those old things that we heard as children yeah. about how to manage our emotions and actually that just keeps it all, like you said, it keeps it all stuck and, you know, stagnant within the body. And, Mm -hmm. um, and what's great about breathwork is it helps you to start, yeah, give yourself that permission. And what I found was that having those experiences were pretty humbling. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, uh, off the, you know, the, the, the mat when, you know, you're doing the breathing, um, practice is like in day-to-day life, it's like, oh, I start to notice, oh, like I'm feeling this way. Okay, what's underneath that? What do I need to Mm -hmm. see? And how can I actually create my own little process of um, releasing that myself and feel into whatever's coming up and create the space for that to happen? It's almost like a little... Oh, I love that. Sacred sacred time. (laughs) I love that because what that means is 10 years from now, you won't need to do a breathwork session to unravel that moment when you didn't, let yourself feel those feelings. All oh, right, that. yeah, that's true. Wow. <laughs> yes. I love that. My friends and I joke about that sometimes because I'm, you know, as you've said several times in this call, when we talk mm. about something, it's like I'm still moving through this and I'm still learning how to just show up fully as me and, and share from my heart and not put on a mask. And so sometimes when my friends will ask me, you know, how are you doing right now? Like they'll sense something's a little off and you know, recently it's been about my relationship. I just got engaged. And so we're just going through a lot of deep purging of old commitment fears. And Mm. my friends are like, Oh, how's it going? And I, this part of my ego didn't want to let them know that I was having some, you know, tough times in my, my beautiful relationship. And so I would just keep it all in and they would laugh and they're like, okay, we're going to take some time. We're going to hold space for you right now to talk about it all and air it out and process it because we don't want to have to do that five years from now in a breathwork session where you have this volcanic eruption of everything you've been holding in. Um, so it's, it's, it's awesome that you, you said that and it's something I'm still practicing day to day is just when a feeling comes up, 
just being mm. with it and and being with it in that moment so I don't have to suppress it and and deal with it later in a in a bigger way yeah that's so true and don't get me wrong this is still work in progress for me completely and it's a life's practice and that's cool as well um but you know I think there's that big piece like you said that giving yourself the permission and knowing that we are we're humans like having this um you know with well we're spiritual beings having a human experience that actually you know like let yourself feel those emotions um and um this is totally normal (laughs) so normal yes (laughs) uh not making it wrong in any way i think is really important oh it's the best it's like it's pure freedom Mm. to feel like i'm allowed to be myself in every moment and that I don't have to make anything wrong and I'm still learning that where like you know my partner will say something and maybe it will bring something up in me and I don't want him to to think I'm too messy so I just kind of hold it down and don't say anything and then Mm -hmm. I'm learning like no in that moment I can just say like hey sweetie when you said that it actually made me feel this tightness in my body and I'm not sure what it is but just wanted to share that this is what's coming up for me and like I, I can do that and I'm allowed and and everybody in the past all my ex-partners and friends that have been like you're too intense Victoria you're too much like you need to figure stuff out like anybody that's ever said that that's just gone now and I'm like no I'm allowed to be me yes oh so beautiful Oh, my love. Well, thank you so much for um, this beautiful chat. Um, I've got so much out of it and I'm sure that all of the listeners have as well learned so much from, from you. So thank you. And um, I'd love to hear about where people can find you, where you hang out and what you've got going on with your business, both with the breath work and with your coaching. Mm, so for myself, I'm most active on Instagram at Victoria underscore Bowman. Um, and then you can go to my website, victoriabowman.com to see what I've got going on. So I do still work with a few one-on-one clients, um, but I also have an online course, um, your mission roadmap that helps people do exactly what I was describing earlier in our call, connect into their soul mission and then bring that out into their business. And then with breath work, um, you can find us at the awakening.com and we have workshops and retreats around the world to take people on those really deep, juicy journeys. Mm, Brilliant. Brilliant. And I, I really recommend if, um, if anyone's listening here and is interested in doing the breath work um, to check it out. I haven't done it with you guys yet, but <laughs> I will definitely, next time you're in, um, in Australia, I'll definitely um, come along next time you're in Melbourne. <laughs> mm, I would love that. I would love to hold space for you. Oh. You're such an epic human. So hopefully I'll get to, to hold space for you one day. Oh, and the feeling is absolutely mutual. Thank you so much, Victoria, for everything that you are doing in the world and all that you are. Mm, Thank you, Claire. And thank you so much for having me on today and just opening up space for such real discussions. This is something I was definitely craving in my life five years ago to be able to both have and just listen into real chats like this. So thank you for creating this podcast in this space. I'm sure it's helping so many humans around the world. Oh, thanks so much, lovely. And I'll speak to you soon. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And I do hope that you enjoyed this episode and gained some new insights. 
If you're enjoying this podcast, please do share it with friends you think may benefit from the message. And if you'd like to rate the show and give it a review on iTunes, not only would I be so happy, but this will also help increase the show's visibility so that more people can benefit from the messages. I would love to connect with you, so you can find me on Instagram. My handle is underscore Claire with an I and an E, Bradshaw underscore. I so totally can't wait to connect with you soon. Have a beautiful day.